Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Welcome to Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. This is episode 156 of the series. Thank you so much for being uh, with me here. A lot of Stargate news happening right now. It's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, what's going to be coming out in the next few months. Uh, our uh, State of the Gate was last week. Uh, it's gotten picked up by a couple of, uh, of uh, bigger sites, including Sci-Fi Wire, uh, Gate World. Darren uh, published a, a, a very nice uh, article on it as well. So big thanks to them. Dean Aylesworth. Anubis of Stargate SG-1's Reckoning is with us in this episode, and we're going to bring him in in just a moment. But before we really get started here, if you enjoy Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, please click that like button. It makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will help the show continue to grow its audience. And if you want to see more, um, if you if you uh, if you want to uh, see the channel grow, please consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. And giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment the new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute uh, guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next uh, few days on the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. As this is a live interview with Dean, we have moderated in the uh, YouTube chat ready to go so you can submit your questions to Dean and they will be uh, taking up the second half of the show in the meantime though he's all mine Mr. Dean Aylesworth Anubis in Stargate SG-1 welcome sir it's good to see you again oh, David thank you for having me it's good to see you as well how is Mexico Mexico is fabulous. It's so nice here. I'm enjoying every moment of it, getting to, to see old friends and, uh, and enjoy the sunshine right now. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy weekend to come and uh, and reminisce with us on uh, on uh, this series. Here. It was so nice to see you at GateCon and uh, have your involvement in uh, the show then. Did you have a good con? I really did. Yeah, did you? I, it was a great. It was a great year. What is it about uh, Stargate fans that keeps you coming back? What is it about Stargate fans that you think keeps them coming back to the to the franchise? Yeah, right. It's their generosity. It's their it's their real and genuine love and kindness. Uh, I made friends. It's not just you know fans. Uh, yeah, I. That's what I like about it. Absolutely. I am always blown away by the generosity of the people and uh, how much uh, they they put into some, uh, a piece of entertainment that, that has given them so much, how much they want to give back through charity and through making connections in the real world. It's not it's it's so the television show is almost secondary at, at events like GateCon. It really is. And just being a part of it and to be in the mix of it uh, and and to have that good feeling that generosity that is reciprocated over and over and over again 
and with with their memories and and, and their interactions with the franchise it's overwhelming in some ways, but it's also a really a great time to sit down and just really talk with one another. And and that's what I got from it for sure. That's why I, I liked it. Absolutely. Tell us when you knew you wanted to act for the rest of your life and be a part of this industry. Or maybe not for the rest of your life, at least up till this point. Well, I certainly want to do it for the rest of my okay. life. So I can no again david and so yeah no you spoke for me well and i and I'll <laughs> that, absolutely oh uh, david uh, it's such a it's such a deep impactful thing um i've i've gone through lots of things in my life uh some some wonderful wonderful joyful things but a great deal of tragedies happened and um when i was young i had a lot of nightmares and uh, i'd wake up in the middle of the night and and my my father would be out in the hallway well, the light of the television would be out in the hallway. And my father would be out in the in in the living room, mm. and I would go out and sneak out and sort of see if I could see what he was doing. And he was usually watching, you know, magnificent films like, uh, uh, well, anything Humphrey Bogart was in or Spencer Tracy, <laughs> or, you know, yeah, and and uh, and he really liked uh, Jack Lemmon and, and those those actors and. He he would see me come, you know, because he knew I had a nightmare and that I was there, and he'd just make a little room and he had me sit next to him and and watch these shows. And then when he passed away, um, I didn't have that, you know, that sort of nightmare touchstone, uh, which was my dad. Mm. But I did have what we did together, and what we did together was we 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 molded, you know, maybe something that we weren't allowed to do in our everyday life, something we weren't allowed to, to laugh with or thought we ourselves thought weren't allowed to do, you know, and, and that wasn't socially acceptable or whatever. And, and, and he and I would, would do that, laugh and cry and all of that stuff in these, in these emotional moments of the film. And so in, in my going back to that touchstone after he'd been gone, I, I knew for sure that that's what I wanted to do when I, when he was there, which was act, be that other guy on that other end, <laughs> you know, giving me that, that, that sort of feeling, that thing that, that I believe all artists, regardless of what venue we are, um, want to achieve, which is affect our audience in, in, in hopefully an emotional way. And, and that's when I decided when I was six years old and, and I, and I started to get at it when I was like 10. <laughs> wow. Okay. And where did it go from there? What, uh, what was, tell, take, take us along your journey that led you to Stargate. Okay, man. Well, I, I grew up in a, in a religion that was very, um, about talking, speaking, public speaking and all the Mm -hmm. rest of that stuff. It's cool. I stood in front of uh, an audience of 200, um, reading scriptures from the Bible. And, and, and so that, I, I took that training right there mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> and then talking and knocking on doors and, and, uh, and, sh- and sharing the, the watchtower and the wake magazines and these things and doing this on a constant basis. Um, it, this wasn't my faith, but it was my mother's faith. And I, and I, you know, I guess I, in, as a good boy does, you know, I kind of, I kept along with her. Right. I took out of those things, the things that, that I hopefully could use. Mm. 
I knew it was also shunned upon it, that to to go out and to be in some sort of limelight or to be um, maybe a little arrogant, maybe a little, you know, these are sins, right? And so I was like, oh, goodness, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and I, I just eventually kept on using all, all the things that were coming to me and with me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I asked my uncle one day if I could have $300 for a flight to Vancouver because... Um, I had I'd done some acting work in in Calgary at, at the uh, the Calgary uh, Playwrights Festival and uh, and there's lots of theater in Calgary is Calgary Alberta Canada mm -hmm. it's it's really quite progressive and uh, and they they seem to recognize the talent in me and I was really grateful for that because I I have a you know a heartfelt affinity for this and uh, but I didn't know film. And I didn't know how to do that. And I didn't have any money. And so I was going to do it. However I was going to do it, I was, I was going to do it. And I had a plan. And the plan was I was going to go there and get discovered and be a star. <laughs> and roll credits, right? Yeah, exactly. It's that no. simple. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly it was it was just that, making that, that impactive choice um I, I had the opportunity of doing my first professional gig in edmonton alberta with a friend of mine as i, I guess i was like the i was like the stagehand the uh the the backup for uh, for whatever actor was you know was going to get lost or whatever i just did everything and i did all the i knew all the lines and i knew and so we did the edmonton fringe and nobody got hurt so uh I, but it went off really well and uh and that was my uh, was, that was my foray to the running away to the circus if you will uh and that's when i asked my uncle you know please help and he said yeah i'll buy you a ticket and i got there with uh 200 bucks in my pocket and in Al <laughs> from crazy calgary alberta i'd never been on an airplane okay and i was 17 i was 17 years old yeah wow and i i i i kind of you know i kind of did whatever i could when it was like when i first landed uh, I even lived under a bench, you know, it, it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a little cold because I had arrived in January of 1989. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but I had I had a lot of friends who were who were giving, who were generous, who, who understood the spirit of what I was doing and that they wanted to help. And uh, and I made lifelong friends. You know, uh, Dax Belanger, he helped me out. These um, uh, David Howe and. Gary Chapel, these guys say, okay, man, you know what? You can come and work for me at this little restaurant. And, and it's uh, it's just here on mainland, which is right across the street from this fashion industry. And you'll, you, you'll meet a lot of different people in the whole area because you're going to deliver lunches. And I'm like, really cool. Let's do that. Okay. I'll do this job. And he says, and by the way, we got a place you can sleep on the floor in, 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 in the, in the living room of the apartment that we have. And I'm like, Good enough for me, man. I mean, that's I'm yeah, done. get your feet I'm under done. you. Absolutely, right. So I got a job. Now I got a job and a place to live. So I'm like, and this was in you know about like three three weeks of me getting there. I I did this job with with this guy. The sample room was a very unique place. It was it was fashion models also have to have sort of sort of one size, and what they do is they make a sample of this usually in that one size of all the things that they're trying to make to, to take to market. And, and in that market, they, they sell it to with not only the name Brem for the designer, 
but they sell it to a whole bunch of different places like Nordstrom's and so on and so forth. And in doing that, the samples sometimes are, are no longer useful. Mm. They go to nowhere, right? In, in this case, they went to this place that I was working at and they had a beautiful, wonderful coffee shop in the back. And, uh, and I, was the, I washed dishes and delivered uh, lunches in, from this little place. And, and they would have like celebrities came in there every day, sat in the back, had their coffee. It was really quite fun. Um, and all of these samples were one of a kind and very unique clothings, but they had to be obviously just the, I think there was two sizes. It was like, small <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out the lunch is that the deliveries that I made were to some of the first producers here in Vancouver. I'm not here in Vancouver, but in Vancouver, um, I had the yeah the joy of of, of meeting Winston Record um, and uh, and him and a man by the name of Danny Virtue, and they were working together putting together products um, like Highlander, the television mm-hmm. series, um, Neon Rider. Previous to that, um, with uh, our our friend Peter Williams mm-hmm. played regular role in that. Um, so in that, I I was establishing and have been establishing relationships right and and that's that's kind of like that's truly the course of action how i've been doing it is by staying the course being consistent being reliable and and hopefully having a certain amount of talent and uh and and befriending people by whatever means uh and, and regardless of who they are uh, what their gender what their lifestyle is mm-hmm. but befriending them instead of instead of making more enemies and being you know quite uh, Anubis like <laughs> I decided to make more friends uh, but I can definitely play the Anubis thing because I know what it's like to, to have that other end you know? <laughs> of course. It's, right so it's kind of fun I, I, I get the whole gamut well in doing that I, I, I went and I because I wanted to act and I didn't have any money I went and on my day off I, I went and did an, uh, an extras job and I, I, you know, I was, I was curious about the whole, the whole camera movement and, and, and the, the getting to your marks and, and, and your lighting and your eye line. Like, what are all these queries? What are all these words? What does it do? And how do I integrate that into my stage acting, the stage, the, the base of acting, really? Like, how do I do that? Like, and how have all of my other, you know, comrades in arms done it, you know? So, so I figured I could go there and quietly learn and get paid at the same time mm-hmm. and that worked so i did do that and uh, it turned out that i made some really great and wonderful friends who wanted me to come and be a, a regular extra which is unheard of like it, there's no there's no such thing an extra goes and works for usually the one day and then comes back and and, and maybe we'll do something on a completely different show that's how i knew it that's how i well, for a year and a half, I was on a television series in the background as an extra in the precinct of uh, this, this uh, police station, if you will. It was in a church, in, and it was called The Chapel. Um, and this was for a television series called 21 Jump Street. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was my first, that was my tutelage uh, wow. for a year and a half. 
I was an, a background extra on 21 Jump Street. And I wow. learned from, I hope and think, I, I believe, from some of the best. Peter Williamson, uh, I mean, Peter DeLuise being one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A, a few notables cut their teeth on that show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, 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 and all diverse uh, uh, careers from there. I mean, Holly Robinson, Pete, and Dustin Gwynn, and I mean everybody. You know, it's uh, it's been a real gamut and a real, I, I a blessing for, for me. But once again, based on relationships, because mm-hmm. you know I didn't ask them to teach me, but they were my teachers. <laughs> you know Correct. what I mean? And 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 eventually became friends. And uh, and none of none of none of the other things came any easier, but. I have, I guess, I guess I have the ability to turn the thing that's that's not so fun and not so great into something worthwhile. Um, hopefully, you know, because we're all going through it. It's all, you know, I, I don't want to swear. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know no, you're fine. It's it's all a process and a journey, and, and none, of, no man rose alone or woman. Here, here. You know, here. Uh, we all we all have to get there together. And when you see something in someone that works, it's like, yes, I'll take more of that, please. You know. And and why wouldn't you? Because hey, I'm not don't need to reinvent the wheel. I've got it right here. It sounds like you were you you it can't, you came off as an employee in this precinct. You know, come either that or you were just really lousy at getting caught. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. You know? I was one so, of the supposedly young police officers. Yeah, so police. that makes sense. You know, to, to establish some continuity there, and you have definitely have the look for it, so it worked. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. And, and from there, I went and got myself an agent and I, you know, I did the, the regular thing. Um, and in fact, this has inspired me just this our talking to I was been talking with a friend of mine and I want to put together a, a, a something like because I was admiring how you talked just before all of this, David. Now, how you were addressing everyone and with with very specific words, mm. because I was talking about putting together a podcast, something that I, you know, from my heart mm-hmm. to share with with actors, young, old, tall, short. I don't care the color. I don't care the religion. I don't care who need just a little of how to do it. And, and I thought I'd put a podcast together and, and just tell them how I did it. And, and, you know, maybe just prepare yourself for some reality and, and a and wild ride. Just, yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. That's a yeah. great, I'd tune in. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Well, I, I'll do that. I'll, I'll yeah. shake that Make it happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be here for the next three months. I'm getting my, my teeth fixed. I have, oh, okay. Yeah, I've not enjoyed the tea thing. It's it's very much a. I'm sure no one even noticed, but it's 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 one of those. It's like a self esteem thing, you know. When you can't, I like I love to smile and I love to give you a big toothy grin. <laughs> you know? You'd be I, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. I, the the number of people I know who have gone to Mexico and the the the, the dentists down there are apparently amazing. So yes, yes, yeah, I'm I'm. It's apparently the spot. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, well, you know, I'm I'm happy that that your uh, that uh, your, you know, I've got the the Mister Rogers part of my personality. You know, is always in conflict with people who are like, you know, what I've just got to tweak this. But you know, I'm not going to begrudge anyone for saying you know, for for turning that corner and saying, you know, what this is something about myself that I simply want to improve and leave me alone. You know. <laughs> 
brother. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And I, like, I'm not doing any plastic surgery. I'm not doing any of that craziness. But I got a mouthful of teeth that needs, mm -hmm. you know. I understand and where I, you're coming and from. And I traveled Canada, and it was like thirty-five thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, they're they're just as you know hygienic and everything else down there. I've seen pictures of some of these places. It's like, man, you can eat off the floor. So good on you for yeah. you know for moving forward with something that you want. Um, yes. Is there a role that pushed you or pulled you or stretched you in a way that you didn't expect? No pressure. Yeah. Just throw that on you. Yeah, David, I fell off a roof in uh, in 2007, February 22nd, 35 feet off a roof, shattered my right foot. So this wasn't on camera. Had, no, no, but, but it was just after my, my first appearance on Stargate. And oh. uh, so I was like, my career, as far as I knew, my career was over. I was done. I'm ruined, right? Because I'm now I'm back to to no money, no nothing, and and what can I do? I had I, I'd even gotten chunky by my standards because I had to keep my foot up for three months between surgeries. Wow. And and this isn't a sad story. And I'm not trying to you know bleed it. It's just what happened. Right. <laughs> but seven seven surgeries later, <laughs> I had uh, I. You know, sort of had to come out of bankruptcy, and my mother had passed during it, and uh, oh. there was there was many trials and tribulations. Yeah, a lot uh, happened at and, once. And, well, that's kind of it, right? And so, yeah. w with that, like, uh, it was it was it was the recovery of that, the kind of coming mm -hmm. out of that. And I'll tell you, man, I have the the most amazing, the coolest, the the grooviest agent in the world. Because he's looking at me and he's going, yeah, man, you're going through hell. Yeah. And I don't want you to off yourself. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's the last thing I'm going to do. I love what I do. I love the life, uh, even if it's just a little not great. So that's not going to happen. And he said, well, let, let's do something. He says, let's, uh, I'm going to produce a play for you. We're going to do a play. And I said, okay. And he says, and I want you to do it all. What do you, what, I want you to find the director. I said, okay, man, I'll do that. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to go and see my family in Sheffield, England and I'm, and, and for Christmas, and I'm going to come back to you still alive working on this. And I said, yes, that's exactly what you're going to do. You can never be too so sure I, with people but, anymore. Right? No, you can't. Yeah. And, 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 you know, his heart was also invested. We're, we're going through it, everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not checking out. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to make this thing into diamonds, you know, and that's that's how diamonds get made with mm -hmm. pressure, pressure, right? So exactly, right? Yeah. So, all right. So I put together, you know, a few ideas that I was thinking about, and I was like, hmm, you know, I I, I really like Sam Shepard, and you know, and I, and then I went, I want to do something original. But that's not original. It was. I want Alfred Hitchcock's rear window. Because I got a broken foot. Uh -huh. And I'm going to be on stage in a wheelchair the whole time. Right. Transferring from one place to the other as if I couldn't walk. It'll be perfect as far as the lead role. As far as that dimension. Okay. So I'll do that. 
And then I adapted because I'd learned this uh, screenplay adaptation from um, from plays to screen, screen to plays, from books, novels to, to to plays to screenplays, and however we wanted to do it. And so I, I'd had the, that little bit of a a skill set, which you know I have dyslexia. I can't even I can't even hardly write my name. You know, it's just like my mother does too. Bad, yeah, yeah. So it's it's so I I'm also self conscious about my penmanship and I yeah. but but I can talk good I do good talk <laughs> <laughs> I talk good <laughs> yeah I talk good. yeah so I found it where was I I was talking about something I I'm completely blank no it's your play oh that's right um so I d- adapted this play this uh, this Alfred Hitchcock's um, Rear Window to a stage play. And then, and then I worked uh, with a director on how we could tell the story from that stage perspective, and and he brought this amazing eye and talent to it. And uh, in Rear Window, what's happening is L.B. Jeffries is, has uh, he's fall well he's he's got broken his leg because he's a he's an action photographer and uh, and he he was photographing this motorcycle race and i guess he, he was in the middle of it and they boom got him but his photograph on got on the cover of time magazine um james stewart played the, the lead role in the, in the film yes and grace kelly had played his his opposite yes. um and, and i felt he handled it very well um but on the stage is a different sort of animal well yeah the, the whole and, film is about perspective you know, and right. when you're locked in to a specific perspective, how do you tell that story? Right. Thank you, David, because you're exactly and completely right. How do you do this encompassing the audience and tell the story with fluidity? Right. And so we, we by any other standard, we created a dance. Every time I looked up, a light behind me <laughs> over there would light up and there would be someone in a small cubicle <laughs> representing your view exactly <laughs> yes thank you exactly and and, su- and and such genius from the director because we just took the the for the front of the stage and then then they took the back of the stage and it was all built up and and squared out and with different sizes and everything making it look like a cityscape I thought it was. I thought he did a great job. I don't know if if my dance was so great, you know, but he did a good job. Yeah. And, wow. and and so so to answer your question, which the original one was, which one challenged you in so many ways and gave you so much? Well, this one did. It wow. gave me a reason to live. It gave me a reason to create. To, to 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 swim in the in the scariness of live stage and and. Uh, and and working at your craft at your at your your highest level and have people join you you know mm-hmm. and, and and you be at the helm in this and and to hold it and 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 to get such help i mean that it's more than anything that than in the performance that i enjoy you know well you know uh, you, you turned life into art and when you first said it, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to act uh, with a broken leg. My first thought was, okay, this is going to be a cliche story, you know. Uh, and then it was like, that's really clever. <laughs> so you never know. 
you know, when you can turn a uh, light, one of life's disadvantages into an advantage, you know? Yeah, so. you really can't. Each and every one of us. And this is this is one of the reasons that I enjoyed GateCon so much as well. And, and, and all of the conventions is is because we've all gone through the pandemic and we've mm-hmm. all sort of, you know, and and it's been hard to even do that, you know, in, in like yeah. this or. And and to to touch space, see each other's eyes, and give each other a hug was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've and all done the alone COVID. thing. Sorry, and not give each other COVID. It was good. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> definitely for sure. Tell us about um, getting Anubis. Did you did you see any of David Palfi's performance beforehand? Of course, of course. Yeah, and he was very very regal in his in his movements his and that's what i watched most of all because i mean how much more can you really convey other than in a physicality than you know, yeah it's a mask right so so i thought wonderful work and 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 all i could do is 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 remain that consistent that that you know in that level uh, and 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 once again i don't mean to throw anything away i, I was only there for a moment you know, and and the the recognition in that moment was that I give him his eight years due previous to you know and to the to the unhooding. You know, he yeah yeah I liked I liked it. I tried to did I? I think I don't so. Know. Yeah, the physicality okay. came through. We never we had never okay, seen him. You know, and you're right. It's it's all based on movement. The only one who ever you know got a good look at him was Daniel, and that wasn't even right. us. So. Um, and, Recognized, I hoped, recognized that movement before it was, yeah. And I saw it in, in Peter's direction, though, too. Tell, tell us about getting that role. Oh, man. Yeah. I, um, I hadn't had the opportunity for, I guess, like a couple months to see this casting director. And I found myself going, like, what is that? What am I not doing? Like, what's going on? And his assistant called me in. And I thought, well, okay, well, you know, they're they're being nice to me, and thank you very much. Okay, and they showed me this uh, this part that uh, that had been established by someone else for eight years previous, and that we want someone to take it serious, to to be groovy about that. There's someone else in this. This is you know, just a, a moment of, of of time that is about reverence to to what was there. And let's, because his name is Sean, Sean Cossey. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was the assistant at the time. And he, you know, he didn't let anything out of the bag, but he said, Dean, I know you can do this. Uh, I've never had that really in any other, you know, from any casting director, whether they're assistant or any, because I, that, that was why they call us in. Right. And we yeah. should know that as actors that that want us to win too. Right. But I, I heard him wanting me to win too, and wanting me to to get this role because I could do it. And so I, I took it seriously when uh, when preparing, and uh, it's it said that I knocked it out of the park in 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 the audition, and that that and this is what Mr. Greenberg, Mike Greenberg said, and that you know, and I've known Brad all the way back from Neon Rider because he was one of the writers on that as well. Brad Wright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I knew him way back then, and uh, and I, I, you know, I didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want to intrude. He wasn't even on set at the time, but it was a, 
they all when they welcomed me they welcomed they welcomed me with that and so i was like okay the, the casting director wanted me to get this they wanted me to get it and i hadn't auditioned for stargate at all not even once for the eight years previous and all i knew is is that well it's kismet okay i'm not gonna fool around i'm not gonna mince words i'm not gonna say the wrong words because i'm dyslexic sometimes i get them backwards you know so i i'm not gonna do any of that and uh and i didn't i yeah i gratefully i kicked butt <laughs> and, and and i'm so just overwhelmed by everything that came since the relationships and the and the and the 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 depth of performance and 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 things that that Peter can pull out of anybody um, is is just uh, you know once again another lovely relationship culmination you know uh, to have Peter Deluise direct me in it to you know to have his laughs and uh, you know we did it in one take I got a I, I got a, a scratching go card uh, <laughs> yeah they give you, well he did he give you a car uh, you know like a a scratch winning ticket, you know, for, yes. for cash. Yeah. yeah. And if like a prize, you know, he's, yep. so he's good about that. Yeah. I th- and, and I think, Hey, reward, you, you know, your little meat puppets. Cause we got to do So, and in, in, in all of that, it's just, it, it was just love. Right. And, 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 and you, it just, uh, and ever since. So, and I've taken that on to, to several other television shows like Riverdale and and and, and Twilight, like that that same sort of camaraderie, yeah, it's been cool. There is um, something to be said for playing the villain, especially the 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 one villain um, that uh, cannot be killed. Um, not sure how how familiar you are, you are with Anubis's backstory, but this one we just we can't erase him. All we can do is keep him occupied. And the, it, there was something that was that was kind of scary about that because SG One was known for wiping out bad guys and you know getting rid of the gold, but this was one that managed to get stuck, and you just can't keep this one down. You know, if it yeah. wasn't for Oma DeSala interceding later on in in that season, you know, we couldn't um, we 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 couldn't get rid of this guy. Mama Knox, Erica uh, says, uh, wanted to know, um, uh, is there anything delicious about playing the villain? In this case, mm-hmm. Stargate's Ultimate Evil. There's there's yeah, there's lots of delicious cookies. Yes, Mama, <laughs> um, I love that that ability to not have to we're all in a place of, of masks each of us as human beings okay and so in this guy anubis he doesn't have to he doesn't have to wear any masks he doesn't have to be a face he doesn't have to his, mm-hmm. his presence and essence is the ultimate that can't as you said can't be killed right it's it, motivations and whatnot are not evil it's about power it's mm-hmm. about that for, about by, by any degree from what I understood. And so that's delicious. That's delightful. That's mm, what could I do with that? Right. And you can chew that. I'm drooling as it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so I... There is, um, I think, a portion of all of us 
that and I've I've talked about I've I've talked about the shadow on this show a little bit the the, the darker part of our nature that you get to indulge in uh, when uh, when playing something so off the wall. There's something that's freeing about it. Not like you go actually go out and do it, but your sensibilities can alter a little bit to a point where it's like you know in, in this particular case for you, I am the ultimate badass. And I know I am the ultimate badass, and yes. I am and, and going to know. rule throngs. Yes. yes, 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 David. Everything you just said, exactly right. And no rules, no masks, no no have tos, no you know. I am the, the 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 end all and be all of what's being said. And yeah, I judge me. Absolutely. Yeah. Did the Did you um get to spend any time with? Uh, Cliff Simon at any of these events? I had the most wonderful pleasure of not only spending a lot of time with Cliff, but but getting advice, guidance, and and ultimately friendship from Cliff. Uh, yeah, his passing, as I know for everyone, it's devastating. Will he, yeah. Will forever be a you know a day that's uh, but you know the thing about Cliff is he lived his life, man. You know, think about how he went. He went having fun, the blast, the most fun high. of his life, right? Yep. So yeah, but with the gift of his friendship and the, and the guidance, I I, I truly have uh, taken on him as a mentor and did. When when I first 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 came, it was two thousand and five. My first uh, GateCon convention or convention of any, and uh, and then I crashed every other one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Cliff really did take me under his wing, and uh, I, I was a smoker. He was a smoker. You know, he liked to roll up his drum cigarettes, and and uh, and we always had a lovely chat and. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, and, and you know what he gave me was that this this thing that we're doing, this villain thing that sort of it's not a revival of it, but what it is is it's a it's a it's like a like a like a mantle, you know, like something that's that's important to hold on to and to be to be reverent for. That that these characters not only live in everyone's heart as a as a as a a viewer, mm. but they also live in 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 infamy, in in history itself. And and when him and I and 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 uh, uh, Apophis, our our friend Peter, get mm. together with that, you know the 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 whole old Anubis myths and the and and the, all of these things were always. Part of the a fun, loving, and an amazing conversation in the green room, as I as I'm sure you were well aware, we, uh, yeah, we had some great times in that. But he made he made it clear that it was is important to to him to to not in any way, shape, or form besmirch our thing, um, make it smaller, or the people who regard it smaller you know the people who have reverence and care for it and 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 have attached feelings in their lives to it that those things are very very important and he taught me that and uh, and that i'm forever blessed with 
and uh, yeah, and, and we'll take it and then hopefully mantle the past. The the villains are what sharpen the swords of the heroes and make them as good as they are. If the villains, if if the if if whatever force in the universe that is pushing back against your heroes isn't pushing those heroes to the brink. Um, it's not worth watching. You know? You're here. And, You're here. you know, at the same time, you're creating art. You know, at, 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 is it, are, are these sometimes mustache uh, twirling comic book villains? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that you, you can't, you can't pour reverence into it when you're, when you're putting, you needn't look no further than William Shatner on the set of Star Trek, you know? Exactly. He's Shakespearean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. Yes. <laughs> hey, we're Canadian. That's, uh, that's uh, all yeah, I can <laughs> Oh, Jesus, that's funny. Um, I have a, uh, okay. My Sorry, my, my monitor keeps on blanking out. <laughs> I need a new one. Um, <laughs> Kevin Persinger, uh, how do you get into character for something different from yourself be it a villain be it you know a smarmy guy be it a teetotaler um how how, what is what is your approach as an actor a great question it's just that the first it comes with the text but with that in reading the text no judgment, right? You, when you, 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 David, you said allow, allow yourself, because that's exactly what we do, is we allow ourselves without judgment to read everything within the text that's obvious. And, and so obviously this is there. So they'll, they'll say things like verbs, you know, like um, he's... Um, I don't know. Um, what was one? He was sort of, what's a good verb for, for grump, grumpy? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. Exactly. They'll say these words and you go, oh, click on that word. I get that. Okay. How can I use this word? All, once again, no judgment. And then we, we I, I kind of go, okay. And I see all of these, these words. Now, once again, I put dyslexia into the, into the mix mm-hmm. because this is how can do is mm-hmm. is go okay i've i've felt those words they had impact on me when i was reading it and especially when i didn't have judgment because i was just an audience of that so how do i let all of those things be a part of me because i know i can be a curmudgeon <laughs> you know what i mean like in all of those things i know i can be that how do I mix it into that, whether it's in the verbiage, the words, the how it's read? Because I just go about in the memorization of the text after that, right? It's just memorizing, memorizing, memorizing. So it's about those, those moments in time where you, where you make a decision about what's going to happen. Um, my, my intention is to, is, is to have you ask me another question. So I'll go... All right, you know, and I think that's the end of that. So it's, it's there, a big piece of it is dialing up those aspects of yourself that you that you yeah. pull out from the text. And let yourself have it without okay. judgment. 
okay. that's how I found it's an easy way because there's also that impact, right? You, you, you talked about the devilishness of, of bad guys and all the rest of the stuff. Now I've always, you know, like I said, it's come from this, this, uh, this background that's all about, Oh, wait a minute. You know, am I being bad? Is this a bad thing? Right. When, when, when I, when I talk about uh, villains, Villains are, are, are the best thing in every story, as far as I'm concerned. They are the foil, the, the moral compass, if you will, for all the stories. What should and what shouldn't I do? Well, the bad guy's doing this. Maybe that's the thing I shouldn't do. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell karma. <laughs> the bad guy's doing this. Maybe that's a clue to not do that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I reminded of the, the line from uh, from um, uh, what was it? True Lies. Schwarzenegger's mm-hmm. wife says, you're, you're, "You kill people, yeah, but they were all bad." <laughs> <laughs> I sense a judgment call. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's too funny. Um, uh, what? What would you? Uh, I'm assuming you would you would like to return in some form to the next Stargate that Amazon purportedly has, at least in the outer fringes of of uh, development. Uh, what would you like to do, and what do you think the next Stargate needs needs to do to be to to be different, but deliver to its audience? I think that. Uh... I would love to be a part of uh, the next and new renditions of Stargate in any shape or form. Of course, I would like to revise the the character Anubis in in, in a new way. I'd like a, I'd like um, Anubis armor. I would like you know the head to come up and all that. Right. I I would like the hand thing. What else would you want me to like? Yeah. Um, I believe we're, uh, we're on the cusp of, of not a recreation, but I think a perspective change that's, that's always really kind of cool, which is the anti-hero. I've, we've seen it in all the movies. Okay. There's Joker. There's all of these movies that are from that perspective. And what I would really like to see is that alien perspective or, or Anubis's specifically perspective. Coming through the the Stargate with his minions, um, having a, a plan and conquering it, um, he rules the Stargate. He doesn't just dial it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's different. It's a different thing. I don't yeah. know. That's the idea. Yeah, he's definitely set and, apart from any of the others for sure. He's been around the block for thousands of years doing all kinds of things back there. And only you, Lord you knew what it was and he would have nothing to do with him, which I think is is telling. So Yeah. So, yeah, and so many forms, right? And, and yes. so many Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Way in together. Yeah. Summer says um, uh, you have a wonderful repertoire uh, rep- reputation with your fans on social media. How do they affect your mindset and influence um, your acting or, or when you prepare for your next uh, projects? Do you think about them? Are they a factor or do you know it's just like, you know, I got to go out and pay the bills or, you know, do what I'm passionate about? I don't know what that means. What's that? Uh, 
I have a good you're, relationship. Maybe you're, 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 I heard yeah, you have a strong relationship with your fans. How does d- does your fandom play uh, a, a role in uh, the work that you that you go out for? Okay, thank you, thank you for asking it again. I, I there was it was kind of skippy. Um, I apologize. I I have once again this learned this thing from from my. From these mentors, these men that have shown me, uh, and, and that's Peter Williams and, and uh, Cliff Simon, how to how to address people who, who care about this franchise, who care about this role, who care about me, um, and how how to have reverence for them, how to how to be kind and gentle and understanding, and and not uh, a pushy uh, mm-hmm. a hole. <laughs> like, to be frank. Uh, that's funny. You're right. Just to be really, really frank, and and so uh, of course they affect uh, my my thoughts on on little things. But I I get you know I get a little dissuaded if I've if I've just went and got a show and and I'm only on it for five seconds, like mm-hmm. the uh, the the pilot for Arrow, uh, not the pilot for Arrow. It was it was the first season opener for Arrow season five. I literally died five seconds after you saw me. So it was like, that's when I kind of go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. But I like, like you said, you gotta pay the bills. You gotta do yeah. what's, what's necessary to, 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 to do all of that. And I, I believe in, in the, the lessons that come with each and everything. I don't think I lost anything by doing that, but I certainly can't um, pump up my ego and say, hey, look at me, baby. You know, right. I can't do any of that with uh, with uh, don't blink yeah you might miss me so that's the only kind of effect that you know is but i've never been i don't i don't seem to get heckles or, or things like that and i'm grateful for that um because i probably wouldn't you know i probably wouldn't respond well um everybody's really just been kind and honest and and my my reactions are as, as authentic as they can be because i i'm reacting and typing and i'm not really good at that so that's <laughs> like it's really it really does come from the heart that i care that that you're a supporter of me because just like that kid who was under that park bench in january mm-hmm. i need it so you know and i'm grateful for it and the other thing is, is i can still run and jump and play and you know and do all the things that i've ever done so uh your support is going to be beneficial you'll see yeah, well there's lots of stuff I, I've enjoyed following you and seeing you pop up, you know, here and there when you're watching something as, you know, with, with any performer that you admire, it's, it's always fun. I'm, go- I'm looking at your IMDb and I'm like, I swear you were on the, the season two premiere of Altered Carbon. Oh yes. No, I wasn't. I wish I was. I'm trying to, it's like, I swore that was him. And I guess yeah. So that wasn't that wasn't you in Altered Carbon. I was like, that's that. The, there is. I'm gonna have to find the actor then because there is a doppelganger for you out there. Let me tell you. So um, this is uh, it's 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 rare that I get stumped on. I'm like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that that's him. Nope, nope, that's not him. There's there's someone out there, Dean. I'm gonna have to reach out to you and say, look at this guy. Go after him for royalties. Yes, in plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. I really appreciate uh, you you being on the show. Is there 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 is a dog barking that has been barking in the background? Is it by any chance yours? No, sir. No dogs. But 
my friend here has like several cats. They, oh, they're all kind okay. of, and he's just taken in one and saved his life. And uh, he's just such a cat and, and he's growing now. And yeah, he was doing just little squeak kind of meows. And now they're full on meows. Full so on meows. It's pretty good. I, I only bring it up because apparently people in the chat were asking about the dog that they were hearing. And if it was yours, they were going to demand to see it. So Yeah, no, it's, here in Mexico, there's lots and lots and lots of stray dogs. Ah, and okay. like you were earlier, it seems like it's uh, it's really like impoverished, but it's not at all. Like everyone's got everyone's got a job, everyone's doing something, everything yep. everything is well, you know, as far as place as far as like how much your dollar goes and how much it, like in Canada, how much it goes and in the United States of how far it goes, it's, it's very much the same Correct. here for pesos for them. Yeah. You know, it's not as bad as it, as it looks, you know, I mean, you got to kind of live here and see what you can live with. It's a great yeah. country with beautiful I'm people. I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're there to, you know, spend some time and do, do what you got to do. Soak up the sun, it, take in that experience uh, I, it, it means a lot to me that you, that you took the afternoon, uh, with us and, uh, I'd love to have you back in the future, sir. Oh, David, you know, that means a lot to me that, that you said that. And, and, and I heard the other things that you said too. And, and, uh, and to think that you, you have some admiration for me is truly just a lovely thing. Thank you, David. And thank you for having me here. Um, thank you, you for, for these really thoughtful and heartfelt questions and, uh, I appreciate you and, and, and all of this. And, uh, and I, I really want to, you know, shout out to all the, all the fans of Stargate yes. and all the Stargate friends. And thank you very, very much for your support and, and your continued support. Uh, Amazon or not. <laughs> Amazon or not. Absolutely right. You know, it takes a village to keep this thing alive, you know, uh, uh, 25 years after, after it started. So at least in terms of, of SG one, but, um, uh, I, I thank you f- again for uh, taking the time, and I will uh, I will be in touch with you. I look forward to it. I'm, anything you need, David. Thanks. Thank you so much, sir. We will. I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Take care of yourself. Peace. Dean Aylesworth, Anubis in Stargate SG One. Uh, there were a couple of follow up uh, questions. Lock Watcher actually asked uh, a question earlier on that i basically got around to uh on my side so i apologize there lock watcher dragon on 567 did he play part of the russian that got sent to the frozen world at the end i'm guessing is that i guess that's lockdown that would be gavin hood he played colonel vasilov i would love to get him on as well uh really really cool guy uh he went on to direct ender's game which is one of my favorite uh sci-fi films of recent memory so really cool all right, we have, if I can get my screen up here, we have um, Paul Mully, who is writer and executive producer of Stargate SG-1 Atlantis and Universe. He's going to be joining us in just about an hour uh, 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 from now at uh 12 noon Pacific time. So uh, be coming back to join us for that. And we will uh, be getting uh, uh, 
questions for him uh, set aside. This is his first solo interview uh, with us. He came on with Joseph uh, Malazzi uh, earlier this year, so I'm really thrilled to have him back. If you enjoyed the episode, click the like button, uh, share this video with a Stargate friend, and subscribe for uh, future episodes. My tremendous thanks to to Dean for joining me uh, for this episode. Uh, my moderating team, my stellar staff, I appreciate you guys so much. My producer, Linda, Gabe Gabber, Fury, uh, Summer, Tracy, Keith, Jeremy, Reese, and Anthony, uh, my moderating team. Frederick Marcoux at Concepts Web. He's the guy that keeps DialTheGate.com uh, purring like a kitten. And if you want uh, our latest updates, go ahead and uh, head over there for that information because um, uh, we've we've got it there, as well as links to uh, the Wormhole Extreme content, uh, extremist content, rather. Uh, we've taken a break this weekend. We'll be back December the 18th with Brief Candle and Thor's Hammer. And we've also got a merchandise uh, tab over there with all of our uh, latest wares. So if there is a Stargate fan uh, who is going to be uh, needing something for under their Christmas tree, consider stopping by and uh, giving us a look-see. My name is David Reed for Dial the Gate. I so appreciate you tuning in. We will be back on in just about an hour from now with uh, executive producer and writer Paul Mully. My thanks again to Dean Ellsworth. I'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com. <laughs>